Hello everybody, and welcome to Hosts in the Shell, the podcast that's allegedly on hiatus. So what are we doing here? Um, yes, we're back for a little temporary one-off special episode, just to catch you by surprise, uh, with me, John Richter, as usual, and my fellow cyber host, Matt Adcock. Hey folks, um, yes, we are back, and the reason that we celebrate this little tome so much is it's basically the, the, how John and I met. You know, it's a romantic oh. story of cyber writer love by being on the same project. Um, but yeah, the good news is that Volume 3 is now out and it's our potentially best ever. So we've welcomed some cracking uh, contributors from that to tell you a bit about their stories. John's going to introduce them. Here they are. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Dive straight in. So this is um, a little promo episode, if you'll forgive us, for the Neo-Cyberpunk Anthology Volume 3, which has just hit the shelves, virtual, digital, cyber, and uh, normal (laughs) paperback, (laughs) that's what you call them. Uh, And yeah, we're absolutely thrilled to be joined by, we have Nick Whittaker, who has a story featured in the collection and has uh, appeared on the podcast previously, of course, to talk about his own work, fantastic cyberpunk author. Hello. And we also have Anna Mossicat, who is the, um, I'm going to say, the architect of the neo-cyberpunk anthologies, um, who's going to talk about her own work. Another returning guest of the show, um, contributor to the anthology and uh, and queen of cyberpunk while she's at it. Indeed. But maybe we'll start with uh, Nick, if you wanted to give us, maybe tell us a little bit about your latest piece of work. Yeah, absolutely. Um so this has been my sort of third entry because I've been in the anthology each time as well. And this time I wanted to try and do something a little bit different, a little bit more um, sort of old school sci-fi. So my story is called The Larry Project. And uh, basically it's the story of a, a prisoner who volunteers to be part of an experimental procedure and gets a Neuralink type device put into his head. And once it's connected, his mind starts to uncover things about his world that uh, no one else really knows about. And I think that's all I want to say, because I think if I go any further, it spoils the story a little bit. And being short yes. stories, they're always good for that. That little twist in the tale that you don't know about. It's a killer as well. It, next story does deliver. And we'll suck a punch at the end. And I was like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, nice nice work, Nick. That was cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed writing that one. I think, that was, I think it's the favourite of my short stories that I've done so far as well. So... Oh, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of expanding more into that now because I thought this has actually been really good. So, <laughs> it's, it's it's short story writing is just brilliant, isn't it? It's just a really mm-hmm. good. It's just a fun little exercise. You can do them in a day or a weekend or whatever. Get your first yeah. draft done. Sometimes it's a jumping off point for a bigger project, so a bigger exactly. live project in this case. <laughs> um, but no, fantastic. Um, uh, Matt, maybe over to you actually, because of sure. course you've got a, a, a particularly interesting piece of fiction featured <laughs> in this anthology. If you want to yeah. tell us a bit more. I'm so proud of, of, of being a slightly left-field piece. It's fully violent. It's what if uh, cyber witch? So it blends occultism with you know high tech, and uh, we have a, a fairly gumshoe sort of noir hero who's who's inadvertently caught up in something way over his head, and ends up with like you know there's uh, not too much of a spoiler, but you know human blood raining over a assembled droid um, congregation. Yeah, it's pretty grim, but um, it also has the uh, the added benefit of, of freaking out Bruce, who wrote the Fantastic Forward. I'm not sure Anna will say more about that in a minute. But um, it, my, my most favourable quote that uh, I'm, I'm going to be quoting on other literature is when it says, it made, what the fuck did I just read? But I liked it. So 
you know, that's, that I sums like that it up perfectly. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> and that's and yeah, Matt. That's a really good segue, actually. Maybe Anna, um, before we get into your story specifically, if you wanted to just talk a little bit more about what you're hoping to achieve with this collection, with these anthologies, and yeah, the forward by. Um, are we calling Bruce Befka the godfather of cyberpunk, the inventor of cyberpunk, all of the above? All of the above. We wouldn't be here <laughs> without him. That's what I say. So, um, yeah, so the, the anthology, we are veterans of the anthology, all four of us, right? I mean, you guys have been there from the beginning and and uh, I'm really... I'm really happy about that. And it's even better that you actually met through the uh, uh, anthology, uh, John and Matt. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you seem like you've known each other for 40 years. So uh, uh, I <laughs> I'm really happy. I'm really happy that you actually met uh, through the anthology. And uh, when Nick's story is fantastic, all your stories are fantastic. Nick's story, uh, I think, I also think it's his best so far. So it's a really, really good story. And I hope you will expand it because it was, it caught me by surprise. And um, yeah, it was really, really good. And um, all three of you every time have contributed something unique and, and something really good. And so, so that's like, like a standard I know will always be there when uh, when you guys are involved. And so uh, I, I started the anthology um, well, almost three years ago, or three years ago, oh, yeah, three yeah. years ago. And um, it was mostly because basically um, the uh, indie cyberpunk practically didn't exist. So it's like, it was like cyberpunk was only William Gibson and, and the eighties basically. And, um, <laughs> and I thought, okay, but there are younger authors out there who tell great stories. So we should probably put them together and, and try to show the world here we are. And we are very different than, um, the, the, the old guys. And, um, yeah, uh, we're pretty cool. So that's that's how the anthology came came to place, and now we have three volume three, and I think it's really the best so far, and I'm extremely proud of it. We have fantastic stories, and um, what I love about it most is that every author has his unique or their unique voice, and and every story is completely different, and it 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 shows how extremely um, diverse the cyberpunk genre is. And that's that's really amazing because people think it's just like you know people with 80s haircuts uh, trying to hack <laughs> into big corporations, but it's so much more than that. And I think the stories uh, highlight that great. That's a really good point, Anna. Just to jump in quickly there because I, I I again love the diversity of it and finding other authors through it. It's a great gateway. If you're not sure where to start with Cyberpunk, then I think any of the three anthologies mm. is a brilliant jumping in point because you you might find a couple of them that you really resonate with you know and and then you go and go and find their works and it kind of it's that gateway drug um uh or you know your first augmentation into the <laughs> world yeah absolutely i think so someone asks oh cyberpunk where should i start start with a uh, new cyberpunk because that's modern cyberpunk you know the, as, as much as we all love the classics they they are the past and we are the future so yeah, people well should 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 uh, um um, try neo cyberpunk, and I am extremely happy that Bruce Abitke was uh, um, willing to participate. I met him, I think, um, I don't know, two years ago, and on a convention. It was during COVID, so it was like an online convention. 
And uh, I was invited there. I, I don't even know who invited me and why. And then there was this guy, like like we are talking now, you know, in a video chat, there was this guy, I had no idea who he was. So we started chatting. And then we chatted about yeah, cyberpunk, of course, and football, which I know nothing about and stuff. <laughs> and um, it turned out that's, that's Bruce Bitke who basically invented um, cyberpunk. And then we just stayed in touch and uh, he actually liked my work. So... Uh, it was it was really cool. So I, I asked him if he would like to write this forward and I uh, was very happy that he said yes. And what I really uh, love about it most is that he, he read all the stories in advance and then tried to say something about, uh, he, he couldn't say about all 15, but at least he picked a couple and, and said something about them. And I think that's so great because usually you don't get that in a forward. And what I, I really would like to give a shout out to this man because he, yeah, he basically invented our genre, but he is also, um, one of the very few, um, ones from the, from the classics, from, from, from the old ones, um, who is willing to, to work with the younger generation. He is the only one. He is like supporting us and is standing there with us and saying, yeah, you guys are taking the torch. And, and this is, this is amazing. So this yeah. this guy is really cool, and uh, I'm I'm sure it wasn't there the last time we worked together on something. So oh, fingers um, crossed. That that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah he, he was kind oh. enough. He, he he said a little bit about about some of our work, and as you say, it means a lot, doesn't it, as a writer when somebody oh, yes. yeah, yeah. I think he described <laughs> your your um, short story as um, uh, if you really love a good Philip K. Dick style recursive nightmare, like yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll I absolutely would... take that. Yes, oh, yes. Totally, yeah. It's fantastic. I think I got I got um, Cyberpunk with a little Eldritch Lovecraftian edge. Yeah, <laughs> so, perfect. Anna, you said the old ones just a minute ago. I, I had visions of these old Cthulhu Cybermasters that we are now basically yes, and uh, taking the, yes. the cult forward. Yeah, the old masters, and he is like, yeah, he's like Cthulhu coming out into depths and say, "My children, I will help you to grow." Yes, like <laughs> what well, would never happen with Cthulhu, but he's cyber Cthulhu. So, well, we should give them, um, I suppose, a shout out to all the other contributors as well. Yeah, um, have you got the list there, John. I have. I've got the. I've actually got the paperback in front of me. Do uh, it. Do so it. I can read them off. So we've got M. D. Cooper. Uh, we have Anna Mossicat, of course. We have James L. Grayitz, we have A.W. Wong, we have Jill Cooper, S.C. Jensen, C.T. Phipps, Nick Whitaker, uh, also appearing on this episode, uh, me, uh, we'll come to my uh, my story shortly, Wesley Cross, Matt Adcock, as you know and love, um, Luke Hancock, Tobias Cabral and D.T. Wilby. Brilliant lineup. Seamless edit alert from future John. I forgot Eric Malachite. What a knob. How could I forget that? Sorry, Eric. Your contribution is, of course, a belter as well. Over and out. It's, it's, it's a wonderful lineup. And what I also love about it is that we have some people who are really well established and have like many books out there and are really like um known names but we also have have uh, people who are really still very fresh and very new to it and i think that's also very important to to mix it up a little bit and give the the, the newbies a chance who otherwise you know wouldn't be published or or don't maybe don't have the, the courage to publish their first book so this helps them a lot i mean we have we have a couple of such such guys in, in our troop and i think it's great that we're dragging them along a little bit I'm still wait, waiting for Patrick's first novel. Patrick, if you listen, okay. I'm waiting. <laughs> so don't, yeah, no don't, have, don't, have me, don't have me send the cyborgs to get it. 
You better write nice. it. Patrick's another uh, <laughs> alumni of the show, of course, from one of our early episodes. Yeah. Came on to talk about Johnny Mnemonic. So, yeah. Anyone who's seriously cyberpunk comes on this show. And just so you know, John, I've dropped Bruce an invitation for season two. So, uh, oh, that be good cool. work. Good work. Well, fingers crossed. Thanks, Anna, fingers crossed. We can entice <laughs> him on. We can entice him on. That's, hey, that'd be a great start, wouldn't it? We could kick off the series yeah. with that. That would yeah. be a good one. <laughs> thinking the same. Thinking the same. Well, Anna, maybe uh, you wanted if you wanted to talk a little bit about your own story yeah, in the latest collection. Just to, if people haven't already decided to buy it, this is the one that'll tip them over the edge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, so I uh, usually, as, as the, the ones who know my work, know I, I like rather write the dark stuff and the very you know violent stuff about killer cyborgs and it's bloody and sexy and very adult and this time i wanted to write something completely different and uh like nick said he wanted to write something different and it was same for me i wanted to try out something lighter and a little bit more uh, uh humorous so i i wrote a story about um so the title is The Great Escape but the internal title for me is Boomers versus uh, Robots so it's it's about a group of um, elderly people in a retirement home, and this retirement home is fully automated and only served by robots and AI, and there are no humans working there. So like our future, uh, how it will be, and yeah. uh, one day they they figure out okay something is wrong with the robots, they are malfunctioning, and um, then they try to go out just take a walk outside of the premises which are heavily guarded by robots that don't look so nice as the friendly uh, female robots that look all the same and the, they won't let them go out and uh, that's the when they realize oh hell they 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 have taken us hostage where they're they're prisoners and then they plan the great escape and that's like how yeah elderly people um how they outsmart the ai and the and the and the robots there and flee from the retirement home and as it turns out um things are not as they seem to be which is like a typical signature for my for my work but i won't tell what what the twist in the story is <laughs> i was super fun to write uh and and uh i think it's it's really a, a lighter one of the lighter story in the uh, stories in the anthology because a lot are really very heavy and serious and this one is a little bit funnier i mean Prescient. I can really see, unfortunately, some these AI-run, computer-generated homes happening in the not too distant future as we continue to cut back on stuff, you know, human stuff and whatever. So, um, um, yeah, I think uh, it's a scary prophecy potentially there, Anna. So, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm convinced about that. That's that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people will be taken care of by robots, and that's that's yeah. like. Uh, the robots I described them. They are all called Luisa, and they are they are like uh, similar to the robot Sophia we know from from TV. So that was basically like my my blueprint for for the story. And I think yeah, probably we will we will have that once we are old. Oh, totally. I mean, better than in Olympias because they they just put down old people. So uh, better better being taken care of by robots, I think. Yeah, especially if they look like. Rachel from Blade Runner. Um, I'll be all in for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's almost it, it's an interesting one, though, isn't it? It's whether that's actually not it's probably not the most dystopian dystopia. Like I, I, I could I could be I could see a Terminator sort of looking after looking after me, carrying me around when I'm ninety <laughs> odds. I'd take that. 
walk me to the show. No, no, they, they would be, they would, they would be pretty. They would be pretty young women, definitely. So they would be pretty and always smiling. And and uh, since you're old and and don't remember things anymore, you think you would think they're real and be happy. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Right. I actually quite <laughs> <do> that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it is. It, as you say, Anna, it makes a nice because sometimes the temptation can be, can't it, with cyberpunk to write something really kind of dystopian and sinister. I know, um, but just to briefly cover my own uh, submission, I think yeah. yeah in the second, job, an, uh, no, no, we'll do. Uh, I uh, in the in the second anthology, I think I tried to write something a bit more lighthearted. It was about a kind of Swedish bodybuilder slash actor called Tungsten. That was cool. Um, that was Tungsten. Yeah, yeah. Which, he was. He was. I did have a good laugh writing that one. Whereas in this case, I've, I've kind of returned to my more more usual bread and butter of slightly horror-esque kind of writing. But uh, yeah, The Hum, um, for those who know me in real life, will know that I work as an accountant. So I thought, what better <laughs> way to write a gripping cyberpunk tale than as an audit report? <laughs> um, yes. But, um, so it's, yeah, it's a company man. He's been dispatched to a sort of remote uh, northern village to investigate some complaints from the locals who are convinced that the company facility of Quintrell International is emitting a, a persistent, infuriating humming sound that's just on the edge of perception that's setting the teeth on edge and starting to maybe drive them a little bit mad. So I, I had quite a bit of fun with that one. Uh, and again, yes, we'll keep the twist ending under, under wraps. Um it's a fantastic story. Yeah. It's, it's such a good story. I could so relate to it because I hate that kind of noises. Like a hum would drive <laughs> me insane. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that's that's like the stuff I, I can't deal with at all. I have really sensitive hearing. So that that's killing me. And and the story was, I don't know, it, it was so well described. And, and um, yeah, of course, something like that can drive people crazy. And it, for me, it has a little bit like uh, a little bit of. It could be a John Carpenter movie. That's that's yeah. uh, how well, I feel so about much. it. Yeah. Really I, I, I thought it reminded me a lot of the old um, Hammer Horror TV nice. series that they did. That's exactly the sort of the feeling I got with um, with the home. It had that sort of surreal English countryside feel oh, to yeah. it. Absolutely, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Cyber folk horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, hey, I'll take yeah. that combined with your with your witches, Matt. That gives us a little niche. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, a niche within within cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh yeah, because cyberpunk because cyberpunk needs a niche because it's not a niche. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's too big. <laughs> Oh, well, we've got a lot more cyberpunk to come, as you say, Matt, uh, in season two, at some point later this year, where we get cracking with our schedule. Um, so watch the yeah. space. And if we're lucky, Nick and Anna will be back to join us at some point. We haven't asked them that yet until just then, though. So we'll uh, sort of we don't just too right there. <laughs> will, 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 will you come assume. back, guys? Will you come it's, back? It's fine. It's Absolutely. Fine. You. Cool, cool. Be honest yeah. to Any, return. <laughs> anytime. Excellent. Oh, well, thank you for joining us for this little um, sort of, uh, what, what are we calling this? Bonus episode, maybe. Promo episode. Yeah, bonus <laughs> promo, sh shameless promo, bonus episode. And yeah, if that message <laughs> yeah. doesn't come across uh, loud and clear, please, 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 listeners, do get your hands on a copy of Neo Cyberpunk Volume 3 and Volumes 1 and 2 while you're at it. All yeah, buy, buy them all. Why not? You know, yeah, it's a trilogy. You can't, you know, you may as well. Not sure we've got a box set yet, but that you never know. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> for the future. Um, Nick, any final remarks from you before we uh, depart? Um, I think it'd just, just be echoing what everyone else has said, that the anthology is just a fantastic collection of stories from a diverse amount of writers who, like we say, some are new, some are experienced, 
And if you're looking to get into Cyberpunk, it's the best place to start. Absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice. And what about you, Anna? But buy me a cyberpunk or I will send killer robots or killer cyborgs after you. I mean, that's, I think it's a very, very easy choice. You know, you just go into uh, Amazon.com or UK or wherever you are and uh, put in your cyberpunk three and then click buy. And then you're yep. good and you will be safe and nothing will happen and you will be very happy and live a happy life and eventually end up in a retirement home with robots instead of being killed by killer cyborgs. So I think that's a fantastic deal. Enjoy, everybody. You know it makes sense. That's a lovely promise. I'm not sure we can actually, you know, um, guarantee that. But, you know, it could happen, you know. <laughs> and Matt... Don't really... risk it. Don't risk it. Yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> risk it? Yeah, it's like an insurance policy. Get your copy. You know, keep it with you at all times. And um, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you show it like a, like you know, like a, like a passport. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I have my, my cyberpunk cred is good. I have Neo Cyberpunk. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for joining us, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Listen to this space. We'll be back. Cheers, folks. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye.